It's Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And uh, glad to be joined by Derek Smith. Uh, the uh, boy does play-by-play for Baylor women's basketball, baseball, does so much work for football on the pre- and post-game PA work. Derek, are, are you um, uh, happy Thanksgiving, by the way? I mean, you had to work all the way through Thanksgiving, but there are worse places than the the Gulf Coast Classic or the Showcase, we should call that, in uh, Florida. Are you... Um, have you had a chance to get a nap, or are you just kind of uh, how are you just kind of settling in? Well, hey, Matt, and uh, thanks for having me on, and happy Thanksgiving to you, too. I, I, I will confirm that I did have a little nap when I got back into town today, and that was <laughs> nice. We got up pretty early this morning after after a late night, but it was good to be down there, a lot of good basketball, and, you know, really a, a good opportunity for the Bears, so I think they, they grew this week. All right. I, I, I wanted to, first of all, before we get to last night's game, um, the 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 win over Villanova. I mean, I, I the part of the growth that that you're kind of referencing and all, you know, Baylor continues to hope they're going to get some of these players back and and well get Dre Edwards for the first time. Uh, and Asia Blackwell has uh, uh, we haven't really had a great read on her injury. Before I get to that Villanova game, um, have you got, been around Asia to get any kind of the last updates we heard? or I heard before the break were a little bit vague and it, but I but it seemed like I'm starting to hear some more in fact listening to Nikki last night uh some more hopeful things because of course when you don't say anything about an injury it leads fans and everybody else to in the media to be like okay this does not seem good what's the what's kind of what, which way is this trending with Asia's injury well, and, you know, and so, you know, as you talk about not hearing anything, I know, you know, you've talked about this, but for people who don't know it, you know, the players sign waivers to release their injury information. And Asia has not, Asia was one player who didn't do that. Players, uh, players don't have to. So that means that Baylor can't release anything on that. And so, you know, it's a lower leg injury with an indefinite timetable for return. You know, I think the two words that you wait to hear that are, are, are scary are season ending, and we haven't heard that. So, uh-huh. you know, she wasn't down in Florida. She wasn't down in Florida. So everything kind of remains the same. You know, she's got that lower leg injury with that indefinite timetable, and for the time being, they're learning to play, uh, learning to play without her. But, you know, obviously the hope is that at some point you're able to see her back out there, but we just don't know. All right, that's a good explanation, and um, it brought a little more context uh, to it, and and that that's interesting because I, I when I first heard that about the waiver thing, I'm like, is this a is this another way a coach can like not give us information? But this is a little even more formal than um, yeah, very than, formal. than any yeah yeah. So that's she could a, be a sneeze. That, she could have a bad cold, and we couldn't and, you know and yeah. can't release that info. Yeah, I find it. I find it, well. I've never really. I'm not used to a coach even sharing that the player has signed that. You know, like that's a that's a little bit of a new one on me. But uh, uh, you know, it, it again because of this program's notoriety and where it's been ranked over the years, and uh, there's going to be more uh, eyes on that. And so, of course, we'll just uh, we'll just hope for the best. Uh, now, this game against um, Villanova. I mean, you get you get ranked. You get a ranked opponent. Um, this, I, I was kind of looking at how, and of course you, this, it was on flow hoops. So I was mainly getting my information, Derek, by listening to you and Sophia, but the well, bears, that. well, you bet the bears sometimes 
will have these sort of breakout quarters. In that one, it kind of happened to be the uh, second quarter uh, when they jump out and score 32 points. I mean, is that sort of I – and mean, I've watched, obviously, some of these games. Um, is, is that kind of what the season's been like so far? Is like every once in a while you get a glimpse of what this thing could be, and then, then they'll kind of go back to doing some other stuff. Is is this is, – is right now this kind of a, a, a bit of a roller coaster early in the season? You know, it's funny. It, 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 they're still looking to put together that complete against the best opponents, I'd say 40 minutes. And I think the standards are very high. I think they really put together a good, you know, against Villanova, a really good game from start to finish with a couple mm-hmm. of nips here and there, like like you might expect. But I think because of, you know, dealing with the loss of Asia Blackwell and working in a lot of new players, many of whom are freshmen playing major minutes, I think that's that's par for the course in my mind for this time of year as you'll see Dariana Littlepage Bugs and Bella Fauntleroy in a game or in a stretch that look like, you know, Dariana was a, a, a McDonald's All-American, Gatorade Player of the Year. Uh, Bella was a Gatorade Player of the Year. You can see exactly why they were brought here, and you get that glimpse of what it's going to yeah. be like with a couple of six-footers who can get it done at both ends. But they're still learning. They're, they're still learning, and they're getting tested with some veteran teams in this week, this last week, against particularly Maryland, Villanova, and Michigan. And, and that's a good thing. The only way you find out where you are is to measure yourself against teams like that. And I, the hope, obviously, as we look into December and Big 12, is that these growing pains coalesce into, you know, against Arizona and when Big 12 begins, into that maturity. Whoever's out there on the floor, that the, these newcomers are really ready to go because it's a cliche, but at that point, they're almost not freshmen anymore. Yeah, I think that's right. And uh, boy, Fauntleroy, by the way, I, when I love her release, like you can just tell, my goodness, the more confident she gets, though that three, you know, you can just see, you can just look and go, that's pretty pure. And 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 of course, she doesn't, she's not shy from the moment, and and we'll get out there. What did you talking to Derek Smith, who uh, who calls uh, basketball for uh, the Baylor women? He and Sophia were out there for this uh, showcase, the Gulf Coast uh, showcase. Thought that was interesting that Jaden Owens. I mean, we sort of in our minds get used to what role players have. And I really, so far this season, I've loved how she runs the floor. She sees the floor well, especially good on the fast break at, at getting the ball up there. But then in these, in back-to-back games, in this showcase, she really scored. Uh, it, it, in fact, had, um, well, against uh, Villanova, uh, 17 points. And I believe ended up with 22 in that loss right. to, to Michigan. It, did that seem like an orchestrated type thing? Hey, Jaden, we want you to pull the trigger more. Is that just in the natural flow of the offense? Like how much of that felt designed, Derek, and how much of that was kind of like, hey, Jaden just saw some openings? You know, I think when they see, you know, they're they're really taught to read, react, to know their personnel and to see what's, what available, what's there in front of them and react to the openings that are there. And they were there. And, you know, particularly at the end of the first half against uh, Villanova on Saturday and then for a couple of stretches against Michigan on Sunday, those lanes were there. And, you know, and maybe they might have even been there a little bit more. You know, I think you're right when you talk about someone whose role has not been that much of a scorer. It's funny when they get 17 and 22 in back-to-back games, setting back-to-back career highs, maybe they, maybe Jaden could have even done that a little bit more. 
because in the flow of those games, it might not have been a selfish play for her to do so um, because it was obviously very effective. I think she saw the opening there. She was aggressive. She's the veteran out there uh, along with Jamie and Sarah, particularly if Caitlin's not in the game. And you like seeing that from her. Um, And then you also want to see her, if her offensive game continues to improve as far as being a scorer, you know, still that passing part of her game. She's the Big 12's uh, leader in assists per game. You know, continue to distribute the ball and cut down on the turnovers. Because I think on the flip side of the points, that was a little bit of the casualty. Her assist to turnover numbers. I know Coach Nikki talked to her about, you know, making sure that you protect the ball a little bit better. Because that's one thing that Coach Nikki hates more than anything is turnovers. And Jaden knows that. And so I think we'll see that uh, improve as she continues to grow as a not just a role player on this team, but a, a main focus. All right. Uh, they lose last night to uh, Michigan. Uh, Michigan goes 9 nothing at the end. Boy, I was excited. I could hear it in your voice, the excitement. Bears go up by, I think it was four late, and they had worked their way into a really good spot, and it just didn't finish well. I mean, it looked like they were going to – I mean, the way it was going, at least it felt like it, Derek, it was like Baylor was going to take control of that game. And then on a dime, Michigan hit a – they at least hit maybe a couple threes in that stretch. And it just immediately killed Baylor's momentum. I mean, I think Baylor may have taken a six-point lead. You'll remember off the top of your head. But it was was fairly – you know, it was kind of like they were maybe going to take control, and then they ripped it back. Now, Bickle – Caitlin Bickle fouling out of that game – she was having another really good game against Villanova. She had uh, 18 points, 12 rebounds. I mean, she obviously brings mm-hmm. a lot to the table. Walk, those of us who didn't pay the $100 for Flow TV, <laughs> um, walk, walk us through what was um, what, what led to the technical. So they, they must, she got a foul, and then did, did she go right at the official? I'm just kind of curious because no. – I'm just kind of wondering exactly what led to her being out of that game. Well, you know, honestly, we were a little confused over on the sideline at what happened when it happened. Now, two things happened. So, and and this was really a pivotal point in the ball game. Now, even after she uh, she was disqualified with five fouls, Baylor had plenty of chances to win. Now, I think if yeah. she's able to stay in, good chance Baylor wins. But that's not as so much of an excuse because the Bears had plenty of chances but you look at Caitlin Bickle went right at Leah Brown Leah Brown is that player who no matter what her numbers are has an impact on the game she's very aggressive she's fiery Michigan feeds off of her she's a great passer so she has four fouls she picks up her fourth foul Caitlin at the other end the Bears go right at her close play Caitlin is called for an offensive foul Brown goes down she's celebrating Caitlin said a little something, but it didn't look out of the ordinary. The, the official yeah. said that she said something. There were people, everyone was talking, and really there had been a lot of talking the whole game. Leah Brown had certainly been talking the whole game. But Caitlin said a little something and set the ball down right in front of Brown, and somewhere in there a tech was called. Uh. And so the foul was Caitlin's fourth. The, the personal foul was Caitlin's fourth. Yeah. The technical foul was her fifth, and she was gone. Actually, for whatever this is worth, the, the promoter – came up and was chatting with the broadcasters after the game. And he was saying, he was kind of frustrated. He's like, we want to see the players play, not get ejected on ticky-tack stuff. So, you know, that's just one person's opinion who obviously had an interest in seeing the players out there as the promoter. But I think it was kind of one of those things, and I don't know what was said, but you kind of would hope in those situations there'd be a little restraint. Baylor certainly missed her. 
but that's a big uh, that's a big stretch in the game to disqualify a, a player for something that really there'd been a lot of chirping in a very physical game throughout. So, and Baylor obviously missed her. She was plus eight, uh, plus minus. She was plus eight in a game that Baylor lost by nine. Yeah, that that was uh, that was rough. I bet that promoter was happy he wasn't the promoter on that Las Vegas women's uh, tournament. Wow, I'm sure you've seen some of those pictures. Uh, just kind of an embarrassment in a ballroom at the Mirage. I, I, I'm sure you saw the story. They said uh, they said uh, we will not be coming back there next year. <laughs> like yeah. you think? Well, and the, you know, the thing, a, a lot of those are in ballrooms. Like we played yeah. last year in a ballroom, but there's there's stands, there's temporary bleachers. You know, the battle for uh-huh. Atlantis is. is um, is in a ballroom, but you wish they'd had bleachers. And also, I think the bigger thing that got lost is there wasn't a lot of security around and Ooh. there wasn't an EMT. So when a player was yeah. hurt, they had to wait 50 minutes. And that's not, <laughs> th- that doesn't make for a good visual, but that almost seems like a bigger deal than, yes. you know, than the, the, the backdrop. Yeah. And, and one of the broadcasters said that the players were asked to bring hand towels from their rooms. They did not have enough towels on hand for the players. I mean, you know, it's just, I mean, it really is embarrassing uh, because, you know, we take all these steps forward and we promote women's basketball and it's exciting brand of basketball. And then some, you know, knucklehead puts on something like that. And it's an embarrassment for for everyone involved, mainly the people putting on the uh, tournament. By the way, uh, Derek, did you what did you think of the uh, I don't think I've gotten to talk to you since Baylor kind of wrapped up its baseball recruiting class. And I I know there's certain things I think now that they're signed, you could maybe comment on on some of this. But I I'm just kind of curious. I saw a lot of pitching. And, and, of course, they'll go Juco route. I mean, my gosh, Mitch is certainly going to do that. And, and he'll even do some transfer portal work. But it still seems like the lifeblood is going to be these high school players. What was kind of your overall take on, on the group they just brought in? It seems like a really strong group, particularly uh, in, in, in the context of uh, Mitch's first year here. And I know he's happy with the response. You know, you're kind of taking a leap of faith with a first-year coach at a program, and there's some real talent there. You mentioned you mentioned pitching. There's some really good, certainly some good numbers that when that you see in high school and in you know in travel ball, and there's some measurables that you like when you look at some of these players that Baylor Baylor brought in. You've got you know some guys who are you know six three two twenty. You've got some left-handers in there. You've got uh, a good uh, a good nucleus to build the program on as they come in down the line and join in with the guys who are who are already here and you know you can never have enough pitching you can never have enough left-handers in particular and you know when you've got the height and when you've got some of those measurables like velocity and, and good stuff the coaches can work with you on on becoming a college athlete a premier college athlete and whether it's mindset whether it's just uh, the approach day by day but he was able to recruit some things that you can't coach. And I think that's exciting to see uh, with this first class he brought in. All right. Are you able to announce what bowl game we're going to, or are you going to sit on that news? I, I wish I knew I will be, uh, <laughs> I will be awaiting Sunday night to find out. Or I, assume, okay. I don't know. I feel like in the past years, it's sometime around Saturday or Sunday. We've always found yeah. out. So yeah, we, will, okay. uh, we will find out then, but yeah, I feel like it'll be a good month for the bears to, to practice and get away from the grind and, 
hopefully close out this year uh, year strong. I hope there's a central national bank tailgate, no matter where they end up. That's really that's really my focus. All well, right. I'm really and fond it, of the I'm really fond of the organizer of that tailgate. So we'll uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk to her about it. talk talk to her about that. Uh, she, my, my wife Veronica, for those who are, who don't know. I think she would like me to stick to my own tailgate, but I uh, I do I do tend to show up over there, and boy, uh, Veronica and uh, and Brian Fonville and the whole group, Joe Nesbitt, what a fun group, and we always enjoy it. And of course, they are the presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show, so there's great symmetry there. Derek, um, uh, great to have you back in town, and uh, I hope uh, you and Veronica are able to maybe have a late uh, Thanksgiving celebration, and I uh, look forward to talking to you soon. Hey, that sounds good, Matt. I appreciate it. We will do that, and I look forward to talking to you again here. All right, there he goes, Derek Smith, uh, joining us. Uh, he does the uh, Baylor baseball, Baylor women's basketball, and uh, a host of other things on campus. He's got some other gig too. I mean, my gosh, they've got him. They've got him doing everything. But uh, he, the man likes work. Okay, he just does not like much downtime, and that's a good thing. That's that's the way uh, colleges like it. All right, it's the uh, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, and I think Aaron Sexton will have quite a few firings and hirings to announce. That's next. This is Dallas Cowboys Football 2022.